welcome to yet again another gripping episode of MPO Sports Podcast, which we have ahead of us. I am joined by our usual bunch, plus our editing guru and sometimes um, panellist. Josh is with us as well. Start, first of all, Woody, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not not too bad. The, uh, the, the dreaded COVID is in our house at the moment, so... Um, we're all, all cooped away for the next few days. Oh, that might be why you said you had seven days off. That's correct, yep. <clears throat> oh, well, as long as it's paid seven days, it can't be a bad thing. No, no, a few days are paid and a few days rostered, so it's all I, good. I must say, though, I, I actually thought COVID would be too scared to be up in your neighbourhood where you are. <laughs> no, apparently not. <clears throat> apparently not. It's, it's, it's stayed away for a while, but now it's here. Well, I believe you've had an incident where um, one of your neighbours might have got shot in the head. So, I mean, I would have thought COVID would be pretty scared. But anyway. Well, yeah, look, it's, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, uh, I can't deny that anyway. I'll just say that. Yeah, all right. So it's not alleged. Um, no, no, no it's, it's not alleged. <laughs> we'll move forward on that one. Um, now, I've got a beard burbler underneath you on the screen, and that would be, uh, well, yeah, unfortunately, a Liverpool man. Um, Mr. Wharf, how are you? I'm very well, Tim. Um, I've managed to avoid um, testing positive for COVID. I'll say that. You've had it in your house, haven't you? We have indeed. But I myself have avoided testing tested positive testing positive for it, which does would not tell you that I haven't had it. Okay. All I can say is that I haven't tested positive for it. Well, I, I'm also one. I'm a clean. I'm a clean skin as far as it goes getting it but i'm not a clean i'm not a true blood or a blue blood or what they call it these days because i've been jabbed so anyway but um saying that one thing i do i do test positive to repulsing women but that's just life and <laughs> we'll move on to josh and um, what's going on for you mate in the lovely suburb of thomas town is it by memory <laughs> uh, well, the time is close enough, I suppose. Um, it's the more just, known one. Just, yeah, yeah, it's the most known. But yeah. uh, well, Epping's right next to it. Yeah, Epping's right next to it. But yeah, the, the usual work, you know, enjoying my younger years, I suppose, because, mm. you know, I finished uni last year, so I'm just spending this year just enjoying life right now. So that's about it. But yeah, it's been good. Life is good. Have you tested positive to repulsing women as well, have you, in this last um, <laughs> few months? <clears throat> <laughs> nah, no, nah, just just not looking, just like not looking at that at the moment. Yeah, not not interested in in terms of relationships or anything like that. Just want to do me at the moment. Yeah, no, you know, fair, fair yeah, enough, exactly mate. right. Fair enough. Um, no, right. I didn't have any, I didn't have any choice but to do me my entire bloody high school existence. <laughs> oh, Jeremy, I, I actually don't know whether the podcast world want to know about you doing you, all right? Keep it feed, Jay. Keep it feed, Jay. We do want to keep this as close to G-rated as possible. I know it does <laughs> go up to PG, but let's not get into the the realms of R and X-rated, all right? I did, I, did actually, I did actually mean it in the PG sense, by the way. You just... <laughs> <laughs> well, what a great start! <laughs> you, you happily threw out the open-ended um, statement, so you got what you deserve. Anyway, um, before we get right into it, um, there's a couple of guys on this panel that are over the moon. They may have lost a bet overnight, or about four thirty, I think, was kickoff in the said game. But the foals are on top of the Bundesliga. Obviously, only probably for twenty-four hours. Uh, yeah, only probably 24 hours at the most, but they are on the top. So uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach has certainly given their fans something to uh, get excited about, I reckon. They had a 4-0 win until, in the first game. Until Monday. Or... Yeah, yeah, that doesn't matter. They're on top. <clears throat> That's yeah. right. If you, if you look at it right now, they'll, they'll be top. And I'm That's really all that matters. And I'm pretty certain Josh will be jumping on the bandwagon too because, let's be honest, Josh, we don't follow the EPL, do we, mate? <laughs> yeah, are you, you just, just watching leagues? Are we? I think you should take a more vested interest in the Bundesliga. Yeah, no, I'm I'm all over it. I'm going to actually hunt down the replay of the one nil win over night. Um, I'm sure it's on um, one of the channels that I've got on Foxtel, so I'll have to. Hertha Berlin was Hertha Berlin was the opponent. And what did you say, Josh? 
Uh, I think it's on KO. Like Bundesliga, <clears throat> like Foxtel. Yeah, KO. it is. It is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. On yeah. the Foxtel. The uh, big uh, uh, Borussia um, rivalry will be in full swing next week too. Top of the table clash will be Dortmund and Munchen Gladbach. And and, and while we're on Dortmund, we'll be... just while we're on Dortmund, Sorry? they are Dortmund. the late. They are the latest club to say we don't want um, CR seven. I think that's a big list, though, that, uh, uh, of clubs that don't want him. Um, I think I said last pod he might be best off shopping himself around the MLS, and um, <clears> I don't know really outside of that there's going to be too many suitors. Central Coast Mariners might be a suitor. <laughs> well, potentially. No, but there's a there's a sneaky, like, i got a sneaky thought, right? So if Ronaldo does decide to leave, because I think the only way it happens <clears> is mutual termination where... He he would want to be paid out if he's going to leave. I don't think he's just going to leave for free. So, but slight chance. Sporting's a slight chance because that's where it, that's where it all began for him, and it's back home. And he wants to play Champions <laughs> League, and they're in the Champions League. So, yeah, th- but, I don't think yeah, that's don't a think, sneaky chance. Yeah, and I, I don't think yeah. Major League Soccer's on his um, radar at the moment. I'm not saying it won't be, but if he's standing to his word and he's wanting to go to um, play Champions League one more time. Obviously, Major League Soccer is not on the radar at the moment, is it? No, not at all. But um, <coughs> we're, uh, we're going to be knocking on his door. <clears throat> he may have to. Uh, his his ambitions and his plans may not match up with the European clubs. Well, but interesting though, too, he's been saying um, on his Twitter account um, the last um, couple of weeks, or no, last week, that um, most of the, he believes most of the stuff that's been said in the media is completely wrong. And he's going to come out and tell the truth in the coming weeks. So who knows what that means? So I'd say anyone that's actually interested in it, stay tuned on Twitter to see what he does come out and say. And just t- <laughs> touching on Borussia Mönchengladbach again. So they they they're on they're on top by a point. Although uh, by there's a few teams with a game in hand. A few teams with a game in hand. So um, we'll, we'll be barracking for our boys uh, VFL Bochum against Bayern this week. Um, Although, although they are, Bochum are on uh, zero points with the minus two goal difference. So, look, <clears throat> we can only live on live in hope that they might that, that uh, they might get something out of the game versus Bayern. So, so what, what, what do you Unlikely. think? What do you think, Jeremy? Um, are they a million to one chance? Well, it says here it says here <laughs> on the uh, Google Sphere that there are a seven percent chance of getting it. But there's still so a you're chance. Telling, so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> yep, that's exactly right, Lloyd. We're telling you there's a chance. <laughs> um, all right, so talking about EPL, what are, what's going on with the big signings, lads, that um, caught your eye, or what do you think may end up being a signing scene? We're on the 20th, and we've probably yeah. got about 11 days left of the window, haven't we? I, I can I can start off well. The most yeah, recent mate. one is obviously Casemiro to United, which was very quick, I might add. And I was quite I was quite let's just say pissed off or annoyed because we wasted what like what, like I don't know how many weeks on De Jong when we got that done in a week. <clears throat> so we could have saved ourselves time and you know look at other alternatives like get Casemiro early and then look at look at other alternatives because we got so. So many more problems. Like De Jong, it would it should have been. Are you coming? Do you want to come? If, if he doesn't want to come, he wants to stay at Barca. We, you know, goodbye. That's how it should have been, in my opinion. Yeah, and and the thing is too. Who knows? He might have made a bit of a difference in the first couple of games. I don't know if he would have made a difference of four nil, but he we might have only lost it two nil. Yeah. No, no. It's yeah. It's <clears throat> fair. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. We we never know, but don't take away credit from Brentford. I thought they played brilliantly, and but we were we were rock bottom. Let's put it that way. Yeah, rock bottom. Uh, yeah, the, the the table also says you're rock bottom, Josh. Yeah, yeah. Technically, yeah, yeah. Technically, we are rock bottom. But there's this. You can go on and on, but just things need to change. Things need to change. Players are a problem. I I don't think you can blame Ten Hag. <laughs> to be honest, Ronaldo. People say he's a problem. People say you need him. You know, people can have their opinions. I think we're better off without him. And then it's just so, so many more issues off the pitch rather. But, well, 
more than on, in my but, opinion. But just does the Ronaldo, um, in some ways, highlight the mentality of some of the rest of the squad? Because, like, let's be brutally honest, he's usually been a perfectionist at preparing himself to play. I know he's had a bit of <clears throat> time away in this um, pre-season, but I'll guarantee he's probably closer to match fit than some of the Muppets that are running around in the named on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I what I know of Ten Hag, and you know, watching Ajax in the Champions League, you know, over the last few years, is he mm. wants to play a high press, high line. Mm. Um, he says proactive style of play, and Ronaldo, like with his strikers, he likes the big strikers, the hold up strikers, and. <laughs> well, one, Ronaldo doesn't press more than two minutes. He'll press. He can press. He just doesn't. He just chooses yep. not to. And I feel like like he might score goals if he stays, but I don't know. I think he'll be holding the team back, to be honest, because Sancho and Rashford, they look... Sancho was so good at Dortmund. I don't know what happened to him, but yeah, <clears throat> no, they're too scared to dribble, dribble anyone or have a cross or have a go. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with the group at the moment. That's all I can say. <laughs> well, I, I did make a comment um, in our chat the other day. I'm actually hoping for another plane crash. Like, oh, seriously, it, it's just really gutted me. <clears throat> <clears throat> Aaron, Aaron finds it amusing. <laughs> yeah, no. well, I feel like any any other fan finds it amusing. I just, yeah, I just... Uh, that amusing doesn't quite put it into words. <laughs> That's how gutted I, just... I am. We're going to pose a question. It's more to Jeremy here. So, do you think that um, the the sports media um, are still stuck in, you know, fifteen years ago when Manchester United were actually relevant in terms of championships and whatever? Do you think the media hype um, actually befits their standard? Um, I think it's a little bit of that. A little bit that. Um, the amount of credits Manchester had have in the bank due to their uh, lengthy period of dominance. But that's that lengthy period of dominance is, is down to one man only, and he hasn't been there for a long time. And I think that that aura um, has definitely worn off. Um, and I think, yeah, the the sports media in general tend to pay too much attention to Manchester United, considering. Um, their standing in the Premier League. I, the I, I actually I think, think the same, yeah. same could be said for other leagues, though. Um, <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I think you're a bit naive to say that he's been gone for a long time because I think half the oh, problem, half the problem, he may hasn't be, been front and center. No, but that's the problem. I think he probably has been a little bit more behind the scenes, and I think maybe we need to cut our losses and if respect. He, if Respect a yeah. great man, but we're going to move on without him. Enjoy his <clears throat> retirement. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because I think no, yeah. I think he might have yeah. um, potentially indirectly sabotaged a couple of the guys after him. Yeah, I just I just want to quickly add right because in the in the Premier Leagues, you know, inception, like when it got you know called the you know Barclays Premier League, you know, because it was the you know Division One or <clears throat> English Division, yeah. however you want to say it. In the when we started the Premier League, United were the face of the league. That's how they built the. That's how they built such a massive worldwide franchise. Because we are a franchise. You think of Chicago Bulls, where we're like the show. We're a massive franchise. We're, we're definitely like top worldwide. three or four franchise yeah. sport franchises. But, but on that's the our yeah, but that's our problem right now. We're still a franchise. That's, that's, we're that's, still a franchise. Um, that's it. In like, terms of revenue yeah. marketability, but yeah. in terms of um, on the field on yeah. field performance, yeah. I don't yeah, think the attention they get. What I mean <laughs> that the attention that they get from the media isn't actually they they don't, haven't done anything to continue to earn that. Well, yeah, but yeah, the attention they're getting AFL, now is all negative anyway. AFL so, Collingwood, like Collingwood, they're not always up the top of the ladder, <clears> but they're they're always talked about. They're always front and center. They're always in the papers, and that's because of the, there's they're a huge club with a huge following. So, I, I, <clears> I, I just don't, I just don't think that that's going to go away overnight. No, and, and it's probably going to, it's probably just going to get escalate into a snowball effect of more negative media anyway. No, but no, but Aaron's right. Like we, you know, United are talked about way too much these days. I think United fans have to come to grip that 
we're not the team we used to be. Like we're we're not we're not. We, there's other teams. Man City have overtaken us by miles now. Liverpool have overtaken us, even though they're a bit iffy with their start <clears> now, but they'll still be up there. Fun, up funny, there. funny you uh, mention Liverpool. You know I mean? yeah. Funny you mention Liverpool because Liverpool are every chance of this period with Klopp of potentially. And look, things could change. Don't get me wrong, but at the moment, they're a chance of the Klopp era only getting one APL title and finishing uh, and finishing second regularly. Considering uh, they hadn't had any in quite a long time, I was oh yeah, one. I, I'm, hey, I'm not discounting the fact that they're going to be second, but I'm just saying at the end of the day, the managers measured by silverware, and there's a chance that apart from the Champions League, which you can either put that on a pedestal or you can have it the next run down. To me, if you're playing in a competition. The ultimate is to win that competition. The Champions League's just sugar on the top, in my opinion. But there's a chance that you might only have two pieces of major silverware um, by the time he's done. If you don't actually yeah. jump City, yeah, I just I just think what what like what Pep kind of has that Klopp doesn't is is like um, they don't forget like Man City, like you can say Newcastle, the richest club in the world, which is. Which is absolute nonsense because they've actually they haven't spent loads of money compared to Man City. They've got so much money to spend. They've got three squads there, and they still couldn't win the Champions League. But they have won the Premier League, you know, <laughs> more times than recent. Like they've won that a lot of times. But I think Pep, like Klopp, sorry, the both clubs like Man City, Liverpool, they got different methods, different way of buying players. Man City just go out and spend, whereas Liverpool, they're more conservative. They do spend, but they're more conservative, choose the right player. Yeah, Liverpool develop players more and then sell them off. Yeah, exactly sort of, right. Yeah, yeah. Profit stays. They're, they're almost yeah, working on the uh, Ferguson model of the uh, class of 92, have a lot of your home product. All I'll yeah, say exactly to any, right. all I'll say is, all I'll say to anyone who's even thinking about getting rid of Klopp would be careful what you wish for. Yeah, yeah. The grass is the grass <clears throat> is always greener on the other side. Yeah, and look, I wasn't having a crack at Klopp. I was just saying there's every chance that he'll walk away from his Liverpool time and they've been up there, that sort of thing, but may not end up with the um, amount of tarn-off that he needs to purchase. I think I think uh, City are a huge stumbling block there, and they are for everybody, not just Liverpool. Maybe they're the ones that we want to have a bit of trouble for playing. <laughs> well, you know, it uh, could be good for the league. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's. Uh, I reckon we should be. I reckon we should talk about Spurs and Chelsea's windows because I think they've been they've been quite big. I think and Arsenal. We can argue Arsenal too. They've had all three have had good <clears> windows. <throat> Chelsea still gonna still got players to sign. So I think you know, and not to mention that match was so entertaining. That Tottenham, Chelsea Tottenham, Tottenham, uh, Tottenham going all in, Woody. Um, I think so. Like as Josh said, some of the signings they made um, uh, this off season pretty good. Um, they kick off again in about an hour um, against Wolves. Ivan Perisic is getting his first start. Um, but yeah, I think if you look at that that front third for Spurs. Um, that's probably as good as any team in the Premier League, isn't it? Well, I'd, arg I'd argue, I, I said it, I think, in the chat the other day, I'd argue that um, Spurs have arguably the best player in the world, in my opinion. Uh, and it's been proven by winning golden boots and also having the most assists in the league at times. Yeah. And I, and I seriously think you would find it hard to put too many players ahead of Harry Kane. And he, yeah, proved his, he proved his worth in the in the derby um, last week where he got the header late in the game in traffic from in the, the corner. In the 96th minute. <coughs> um, he's still only, still only 29 years old as well. Yeah. So, I mean, he's... I think Alan Shearer has got the Premier League goal-scoring record of about 260 goals, I think it Kane's is. Kane's going to overtake that. Um, he's going to overtake Kane, it. 100%. Harry Kane is not actually really... He's probably only three years behind that, isn't he? To be honest, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll overtake it. He, he will stay. He, he's not going to go anywhere else. He's going to stay in the Premier League, whether it's still with Spurs or whatever. No, I, think but he's, I think he's a Spurs lifer. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna, he is. He's gonna break he'll, it. he'll break it. He'll break that record. Yeah, so I think Shearer's. Don't. Yeah. So 
Shearer and Rooney are the only two guys that have scored over 200. <clears throat> um, Harry Kane's on 184, Rooney on 208. So there's a very good chance that Kane could go past Rooney even this year. Um, and then he's only about 50 goals behind Shearer, and he'll only be 30 years old. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if he doesn't break that record, to be honest. The only thing that's going to stop him is, and I hate to say it, and I'm not putting the moz on him, is a serious injury. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, <clears> if, like, honestly, I think about seven of the last eight years or something, he's scored 20 goals every year. So, mm. Uh, he has had a few injuries in the past too, but even still, he's he's got plenty of time on his side. Yeah, well, um, Real, Real Madrid are searching for a replacement for Casemiro, and uh, Hoiberg has been thrown around. I reckon. Uh, I, re- I, I don't reckon think he's going anywhere. To be honest, I reckon the midfield set Real Madrid. Why, why would so. Hoiberg leave? To be honest, I know obviously there's there's the appeal of of Real Madrid and whatever, but. Um, he looks quite settled and quite happy at Spurs, so I think it'd take something pretty special for him to leave. And no, but yeah, from so from the horse's mouth, <clears throat> Ancelotti, so the manager of Real Madrid, he said he they asked him about replacing Casemiro. He's like, he pretty much said, "I don't need a replacement. We got Tushimini, you know, the young lad from League One, and they've got Camavinga, another young lad, Cruz and Modric. They're old, but they're still quality." even though they're, that they're really like, mm. getting on in years. And they got Valverde. He's a very, very good player. So I think their midfield's fine without Casemiro. Quick quick question, yes. lads. Because um, we know we know Spurs have pretty much F all history of doing anything startling in the EPL years anyway. Um, it sounds Spursy. <laughs> yeah. But my, my question is, is this year, um, compared to others, as good a year as it for them to really challenge and nearly uh, maybe get the chocolates? Yeah, I think it is. Um, <clears throat> Finally spent even, money. Even, <laughs> right. even, if, even if you look at where um, City and Liverpool are at, they're obviously going to be the two front runners. But when we did our preview, I think we all had Spurs finishing third, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I'm just wondering if they're that, actually red, red hot chance, that's all. I think the question marks will come with their defence. I don't think there's any <laughs> any question marks or any queries about their front third and their ability to create and score goals. It might just be um, <clears throat> their, their defence the last few years has let them down at times. Um, so a lot of it will come down to that. But maybe their best, their best chance since 2015-16 when they <clears throat> finished second, finished second to Leicester. I was, I was going to say maybe um, the thing they got for it's going for them, even though they got a weaker defence, like you said, Woody, is um, in in tight matches like they did against Chelsea. Maybe they got the forwards to steal the one point where in the past they would drop the three points. Yeah, well, potentially <clears throat> that's the thing. But as I said, like with with that front third. Um, they're always going to be a chance, aren't they? They are. Um, yeah. Any- they, oh, sorry, just to say you one go. thing. One thing. One thing I admired for, through the match is um, the two managers. They're not not the you know not the scuffle they had with the handshake. I'm talking about <clears throat> on the field where Chelsea dominated for like you can say 50, 60 minutes, and then Conte changed it up, and then they and then Spurs got back into it, and then Tuchel changed it up himself again. So yeah, I just reckon it was one of the best tactical mm. games I've seen. Good game of chess. Exactly right. Yeah, that's mm. why you got to admire those two. I just wanted to add that. I'm, I must say, um, I, I had a funny... Like, I've seen the, the first equaliser when Conte pretty much put his little Italian beak over the line into <laughs> the... Um, probably what would have been um, the Chelsea uh, technical area or thereabouts, sort of in that neutral sort of almost in the area sort of space. And I, was, and I just had visions, if he had tried that on PK, there might have been more than just a red card. There might have been um, police <laughs> charges. But it was. But I, I think he picked his prey a bit. <clears throat> yeah, definitely, definitely. No, it was just, yeah, it was just a good good tactical watch, you know, good, you know, good scuffle between the managers. I think, you know, it was just... They just, you know, got heated in the moment. And, <clears throat> yeah, Conte, I reckon when you handshake someone, you've got to look them in the eye. I don't think they'll, they'll 
that was really disrespectful not to look someone in the eye when you're handshaking them. Yeah. yeah that's a, yeah, that's, that, that's a little thing, <clears throat> you know, that's a little thing. <laughs> oh, look, every sport I've played, doesn't matter if you've been at each other's throats, you give them eye contact to shake the hand. I think that's a bit of an unwritten law. Um, maybe they played a bit different in Italy. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe, but yes. You know, you know what I think is the best part of it. Like we've had all these talking points, and we've only played two games. Yeah. So there, <laughs> yeah. there's <laughs> thirty six games to go, and um, there's already a bit of drama and a bit oh, of spice to the to the league already. Look, seriously, I'd give my kingdom for some spice from United. You know, if we're <laughs> going to lose. Jump in the crowd and kick someone. Do something. Like, seriously. It's like, oh, uh, there's worse ways. There's not worse ways to torture a soul than watch United. I'm okay. I, I wasn't tortured by it at all. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, no. no. And, and, and as nice as I was on social media when I was in charge of the Facebook page, I still think... People have this illusion that all Manchester United fans are arrogant because someone said they hated United and I just pointed out, I understand. Um, I get why you probably hate United. I said most fans have some, and I wasn't bragging, it was just most fans, I guess it must come down to envy of the past. I don't know, but... No, um, not all of us are arrogant. Are you, no. Yeah, some, some, are, some are arrogant and greedy, you know, are greedy with the amount of success we had, but... How long can you hold on to that? Though? Yeah, but but how long? Uh, I how long? Held, I, I'm not holding on to but, it. But, but, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not it, talking about you two. I'm talking yeah, about those. Yeah, ones no, but, but I, I was going to add another dimension to that question, though. Right? It's all right to say how long can United fans hold on to it, but how long can people, clubs that have done nothing that might be just ahead of them, but they're still not going to do anything? How long can they bag us? Like fairness, they, they, they got no fucking, and I'm swearing, but they got no. No, nothing. Yet we're not allowed to bring up history. United aren't the only club that are hated either. Let's just make that uh, let, Let's yeah. be fair dinkum. We're the most hated at the moment. Well, could, well, could you imagine you imagine if Liverpool were having the start that United have now? Would they be copying it? Liverpool? Sure yeah, I know, but they're not. So at the moment, we're the most hated. I'm just saying... Just say they, they, people hate other. I'm sure if you ask any Arsenal or Chelsea fan who they hate more, Tottenham or uh, Manchester, I'm pretty sure I know what the answer is. It's just not going to be United, is it? Yeah, no. yeah. Just a just a quick. Can I can I just like I'm on at a quick topic, just quickly, right? Like, uh, yeah, we've had the ten minute warning, so yeah, make it quick. <laughs> yeah, quick, yeah. Uh, promoted side Nottingham. They've signed sixteen players. They've signed a whole new team, you know. They have spent, spent a ridiculous yeah. amount of money. You know, do we do we think do we think when you get promoted you shouldn't bring so many new players in because it will take a long time to adapt to each other? Even though that game against West Ham was really good, they did really well being a new team. But I think that's just a lot of like they needed that many players. But I think it's a bit risky. It's a bit risky. Yeah, but all. but is that enough to get yeah. them outside of the re- re- just outside the relegation zone? Maybe that's what they're trying I, to do. I think I think they're planning if they do get relegated to like you know the manager's going to be like, look, stick with us. If we get relegated, we'll we'll um we'll spend a season in the championship, gel together, we get promoted again, and then we stay in the Premier League. Well, you got to have more. Maybe than that's that. the plan. It could be, or it could, or it could also yeah. be that that man of plays in if they've got some quality. Might be enough to get them fourth last instead of third last. Yeah, possibly, possibly as well. And, that, and that's it. They don't. <clears throat> that, that, they've only got to beat three other teams, don't yeah. they? Really? And that might be enough for them to beat three other teams. That might be their thinking. Who knows? That's um, right. They don't. They don't need to finish middle of the table. They just need to finish above the bottom three, and that's it. All right. Um, so, uh, and gonna... if you look at the way that um, uh, a few teams have already, like West Ham, they <clears throat> they need to get sort their sells out pretty quickly. Everton look like they're going to be in for another relegation fight again. So, um, and they've already taken taken a point. Oh, don't worry, West Ham. So don't worry. Yeah, United's <laughs> going to be in the relegation discussion all season. Trust me. <laughs> oh, doubtful. Right, let Let's give them another four or five games. Uh, no, I reckon no, they'll no, be well out of there. But this is let's just, just enjoy it while we can. Enjoy but United just, on the bottom. Just, just, just before we just before we get onto the break, I'll. 
because we've got to we're, we go into the break in a sec. I pose the question: Mourinho finishing second in the league when he was in charge of United, and even Ollie last year. Were they really as bad as what um, sacking them uh, made it look? When you look at the start that yeah. Ten Hag's had, this just I a question. This, I think this ties into my previous question a bit about with the media and all that sort of stuff around them. I think their their perception um, sort of outshines their reality, doesn't it? Yeah, because you get what I mean. Well, so the perception is that United are perennial trophy winners, which the last 10, 12 years, they're definitely not. But they've still got that that perception around them, which is going to affect a manager when they come in. Because how many yep. how many managers have United had since Ferguson? And how, many of, have, how yeah, many of them have actually, yeah. how many of them have actually been that bad? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I don't know. I, I was a bit iffy yeah, on. I was a bit iffy on Moyes to begin with. Yeah, I. You know what? I think Moyes needed time. He showed that at Everton. Like he didn't get off to a strong start at Everton either. And he look what he did with them. You're mm. never going to get time at United, though. That's the problem. <clears> and um, whoever whoever came in straight after Ferguson was never going to last long anyway. Mm. Yeah, so that was Moyes. rather than that was Moyes. I think rather yeah. than rather and rather than employing a manager, I think they just um, hired a scapegoat. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Just before we go into the break, because uh, we will be able to make this statement, is Mourinho has been quoted as saying his best year of managing was when United finished second. Now, what does that say to you about the play players group that he had? He was right. He's uh, he's been right. He's been right. Like hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. About Shaw too. He said Shaw's mentality is weak, and it's true because Shaw's only had two good seasons in eight. He's been with us eight years. So mm. only like two good seasons. He was right about Shaw too. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. He was he was right. Yeah. yeah anyway, we we've we've done enough giving um, airtime to psychopaths like <laughs> Mourinho. We will move on. We'll have a break. We'll be back and on the other side of the break. We will be talking AFL. See you on the other side of the break. All right, we're back the second half of the show, and it's going to be all AFL. And first of all, I'll pose a question. Booing is back on the radar, thanks to the Collingwood Football Club and one of their little players <laughs> getting hurt and getting booed. Now, is, is this like a bizarro world? Like, aren't they some of the worst fans for booing opposition players I remember Nicky Wimmer having a bit of fun with him at Victoria Park many moons ago. That's how quality of a supporters group they got. What are your thoughts, guys? Um, I think well, if, I... You, if you pay your money, take your money out of your pocket <clears throat> to purchase a ticket to walk through the gate, you can boo and cheer as much as you like for whatever reason you want and you don't have to justify it to anyone. Precisely. That's what creates atmosphere. <clears throat> If you, you you want a you want a loud crowd and you only want them all cheering, you can't you can't have it both ways. If you want to create an atmosphere, you need cheering and you need booing. Um, Jeremy, were you at a a game with me where we were right behind the Brisbane bench, like we were the row behind the players? Was that with you that I was at that game? Uh, Brisbane St Kilda. I think St Kilda won right at the end, didn't they? It was the one where Aaron Hamill may have hurt Acker and. Do you recall? Yeah. Do you recall my actions, sitting behind, tapping on the glass tacker and telling him about his shoulder? Uh, I, don't, I don't think I'd put that in terms of uh, booing. I don't think there was a boo involved in. There was. There was certainly wasn't booing, but it was certainly probably letting him know that uh, yeah. letting him know that um, Aaron might have said hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you did. Uh, you did remind him and offer him some advice from behind the uh, perspex there. That is but is that not your is that not your your right as a consumer? Well, as long as I don't call him anything racist or or sexist or that sort of thing, which I didn't. 
Um, I, and I don't think Acker took too much issue at it, but he did hear me tapping on the glass. Oh, I think <clears throat> Acker was probably well-conditioned to copying shit from the crowd. And I think he's caught, I think he's caught plenty in the past. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think him in particular has been outspoken about players getting booed and said that they need to harden up. So, yeah, take what you want out of it. Um, what are your thoughts, Jeremy? Seeing, uh, not Jeremy, um, Josh, seeing you barrack for that uh, cesspool called Collingwood. <laughs> uh, well, you know, this is this is relation to Ginevan, isn't it? Like, yes, it, it is actually. But, but look, the look the. I think when he first jumped in, you know, jumped into the spotlight, like this is before um this season, like when he just came into the team and everything, like he was doing all the ducking and the rest of it and people weren't taking mad notice. But <coughs> then the kid the kid dyes his hair. He dyes his hair, grabs a GoPro and starts, you know, saying some, you know, a bit of arrogant stuff while he has the GoPro and then and now everyone's took notice about his ducking and then they changed the rules and, and he hasn't even played well, he's only played like I think like twenty games, not even twenty games. Yeah, but you know what, he's career. great for the game. He's great yeah. for the game. Look, look, booing, booing like Sydney fans are all in their right to boo. Like I know Collingwood fans won't like what I'm saying because I'm a Collingwood fan, but they're like, oh no, oh what Taylor um Adams said, oh they're grubs for booing him. Well, They've got the right to. They can boo him. He, he was smiling. Here's, I think here's the thing, funny. though, right? So funny. You, can't, you can't conduct yourself in the way that Ginevan does on the field and not expect opposition fans to give it to you. Um, I don't think Ginevan really cared too much about the booing. I'd be surprised. No. And you know what? If he does, maybe have a look at yourself. If you don't want to be booed, don't conduct yourself probably, that probably, way. Probably but did it in, himself when he was that's a That's right. Fan. But you know yeah. what? In, in terms of his value to the game, I hope he doesn't change. You, you um, know who he reminds and, me of with his attitude, as in like um, getting booed and that? If he wants some counselling, talk to Stephen Milne. Seriously. Yep. Hayden Ballantyne. The small yeah, forward yeah. seem to be corporate, don't they? Um <laughs> Yeah, the other thing I was going to say with Taylor is Taylor Adams put out that tweet, you know, about the booing and whatever. Um, did he? Did he really think that through? Because that's only guaranteed. It's only guaranteed one thing, because that was the Sydney game, wasn't it? Which was it? The yeah. Sydney game. Yeah, yeah, it was. Called them grubs. He called the Sydney yeah. fans grubs. Yeah. So the only thing, and it's a bit rich because it's the the Sydney fans that were booing, and they made a big thing about <laughs> the Adam Goods thing. But anyway. Um, it's a bit the rich being Collingwood thing, too, but anyway. Yeah. The, who cares though? It's, <clears throat> it's part of the experience. Oh, I mean, um, it, it, it's a bit rich from both clubs, isn't it, really? If if Taylor Adams thought he was doing something special by like putting that on Twitter, <clears throat> he's an idiot. Um, the only thing it's guaranteed is next time Collingwood and Sydney play, Taylor Adams and Jack Ginevan are both getting booed more than they ever have before. That's yeah, the that's, only that's thing he achieved. That's the point I was going to make. Um, that is the only thing he achieved. That's the point I was going to make. The actual, uh, actually, it's the actual talking about the booing that actually escalates it. And that and goes, you know what? The, I'll that be... goes all the way back. That goes all the way back when Goods was getting booed. That's right. The more he talks about <laughs> it, the more it happens. I'll the be bitterly disappointed in yep. every Sydney fan if they don't boo Ginevan and Adams at their next game. So basically, uh, I think at the time, Gillan McLaughlin was just uh, on TV or something, and he was just imploring people not to boo. Now, to me, that was like waving a red rag at a bull. Don't uh, touch the wet paint. No, yeah, 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 precisely. You tell the crowd not to do something, then you can bet your bottom dollar they're going to do it. Well, if they're, so, if they're a crowd that's worth their salt, they will. Yes, yeah, it, 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 so exactly. So I think him saying that contributed as much to the booing as good to himself. Oh, absolutely it did. But And let's hope that the Sydney fans don't let us down next time Sydney play Collingwood. Yeah, no, keep that same energy. That's all I ask. Yep, very true. Um, let's move on. The next talking point is, well, on everyone's lips since probably Friday, and that is Alistair Clarkson. What's everyone's thoughts, guys? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say he's got he's got some. All I can say he's got some guts to like take <coughs> over that club. He's got some guts. That's all I'm gonna say. And I hope I hope he does well. I hope he does well. But you know what? I, he did a press conference yesterday. Um, 
and and good on him. He obviously made some verbal agreements to North Melbourne that he'd um, signed with them before the Essendon interest come up, which was fine. But um, <clears throat> the one thing I liked, um, and <clears throat> whether he actually believes it or not, but the message he gave to the fans was he goes, the, the improvement's going to come with the core of what we've already got here. So he's backing in the players that have currently got the administrators, the coaches, and everyone behind the scenes. He said the improvement's going to come with what we've already got here, and then we just need to add a few pieces around them. Um, so to me, that says that he actually believes in his ability to build <coughs> build the success. And if you look at where he's taking North over from now, it's not too dissimilar to when he jumped in the fire at Hawthorne, is it? No, not at all. So he, he pretty much picked up Hawthorne at their lowest ebb as well. Yep, so he's got the runs on the board um, and he knows how to do it. Now, <clears throat> after all these years, can he still do it? I don't uh, know. Well, it depends on what personalities. I think the personalities he ended up getting at Hawthorne were, well, they were able to handle whatever, uh, whatever, whatever Clarko threw their way. But he, he also surrounded himself with the right people and he didn't he yeah. doesn't he's he's not gonna promise an overnight fix, is it? Like it's gonna be all right, we'll get a couple of guys in this year, we'll get the right people around around the club, we'll improve the list gradually. It's not gonna be okay, we're gonna be playing finals within two years. Well he signed um, on for five years. That's right. And realistically, I wouldn't have thought that he'd be expecting a lot for the first three. It's get your foundations right. <laughs> Um, you still might be picking in the top four, or three, four, or five for the next couple of years. But he wants to be but, picking from there anyway for the first two or three years. Yeah, that's right, and and that's what I mean. Mm. He signed on for five years, but don't don't think that he's only going to stay for five. I, I think, think he knows if, he knows the type of player they want to draft too. Like, and um, is, for example, is there enough like, pieces? The number one draft pick last year, right? Jason Horn Francis. He did a few things this year that under David Noble that. I don't think he'd dream of doing under Clarko. No, but you know what? If you could, I think that's 100% fair. Um, Clarkson's not going to stand for that sort of ego or arrogance from a kid. Um, But if if you're North Melbourne, forget the Clarkson thing, because there's been rumours all year about him maybe wanting to go home back to South Australia. He was the number one pick last year, fair enough. If you could flip him for two top 10 picks in this year's draft, you'd do it, wouldn't you? I, I think I would, yeah. It would, which uh, which could potentially give them four picks pretty high because they're going to try for a concession pick. Yep, so that, and that's the thing. They, they could potentially, you know, have three or four picks in the top 15 or 20, and geez, that, that's a good start for Clarkson, it's isn't good, it? They're good building blocks, aren't they? <clears throat> well, that, that's, what he, that's what he got at Hawthorne too because he got hmm. um, Roughhead, Lewis and Franklin pretty much at his first – one of his first um, – draft tables, didn't he? Yeah, he did, and, yeah. and there was a lot of advice not to draft Franklin back then too because he was a loose cannon. Ah, but sometimes you take a swing and it... Oh, I'm just saying there's a lot, a lot of other clubs were advised to steer away and Bacchanara took the punt when he was the list uh, or the recruiting um, fella. And, you know, you'd rather be the guy that swings and misses than the guy that doesn't take the swing, wouldn't you? Yep, yep, 100%. Um, question, if he was to get a flag out of North Melbourne, which I know is a long way away, um, does that put him ahead of Sheedy? Well, puts him up there. Puts I, him up there, I reckon. I, 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 think, currently, think, so. I think currently they're not comparable. Sheedy's ahead of him by a bit. I, I think there's another current coach that's ahead of him anyway, but... Um, who? Definitely, definitely might put him above Chris Scott. Oh yes, yes. Chris Scott's still probably not quite in that echelon of the Sheedy. Oh, no, no, no. But... Like, let, let's be honest. There's, Sheedy's probably, and let, we're talking about in the professional era of AFL. Mm, Sheedy's mm. in a class of his own. Correct. Um, and the, the closest to Sheedy Chris would have Scott, been Jeans back then. Yeah, I think. I think we're talking about <laughs> you know, sort of from the 1990s onwards. I think mm. you know, you got Kevin Sheedy. Um, and he's he's in a class of his own, and then you've probably got guys like Chris Scott, Alistair Clarkson, Lee Matthews. Oh. But um, yeah, I, I don't think Clarkson's got to do a lot more mm. 
with North Melbourne to get up in that. But you know what? Even even if he doesn't win a flag, um, if he can turn North Melbourne into a top four or top six team by the end of that five years, that's still <clears> a success <throat> in itself. Yeah, and look, I'd 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 forgotten about Chris Scott to be honest, um, and that's not a negative thing because I actually have grown to have a bit of a liking to the man in recent years. Yeah, I'm the same. I I never used to to have much time for him, but he's he's won me over. He handles people, the media. Like, well, he handles the media. Me. So I was going to say that, he handles uh, the media better now. Yeah, he I, uh, it's all open to opinion. But uh, uh, people scoff at me when I say um, when they say uh, Scott was just handed a premiership in 2011. When I know that's just utter bull crap. But oh. People don't believe me. But people don't believe me. I, I'll, I'll, I'll disagree with you, but I think he's proved his own worth after that. Did you see Geelong at the end of 2010? Did they look hooked or not? No, I still think uh, I still think he was given a pretty good lineup, mate. Sorry. When they were getting getting belted belted in a prelim by ten goals by Collingwood, did they look? Did they look hooked? No. Oh, so so you you base the whole previous or the whole list based off one game? I think. Yeah. No, no, no. And the thing is. That whole year was just a laborious year, 2010. So, yeah, yeah, I'm with Tim. I think he yeah. was handed a pretty good list. Um, he wasn't given the keys to a Datsun, was he? No. Yeah, you still, you still got to go <clears throat> and win the flag. Oh, that's right. You do, but I think flags are, flags a, lot are hard the, to win. a lot of the As work was already out. done before. A lot of the work was done for him, but um, I think you know, 2011 obviously wins a flag, but. Um, they they go on and they're perennially a top four side with an aging list and just the way he's kept that list, um, I think that's won me over. I was, I was much like Tim. I thought, oh, he he's come in to a he was gifted a flag and then hasn't won another one since. But let's not pretend that winning flags is the only measure of success. No, or sustained success. Hundred percent, because you can actually be. It's it's not not. I'll use the analogy of F ones, right? You could be the most gifted driver in the whole F one competition, but if you haven't got the right um, team behind you and the right vehicle, no one's going to know you're the best driver. And I no, think right. it's the same with the coaching. I think we overlook it, and I, I think Chris Scott now cops a lot of criticism because he hasn't got the flags. But he's finished top four, and that, and I think that's wrong because it just proves that he can keep retweaking things to keep them there. Well, well, I keep saying, what what other coach would would any other any other coach would have got that Geelong list to top four year after year after year? Oh, yeah, I mean, what is it? There's is been it, other coaches it, in the past, but there's not probably one at the moment that could. Is it something like seven seven of the last nine prelims or something like that they've made? Like that's yeah, yeah, ridiculous. <clears throat> Absolutely ridiculous, and I tell you especially what, in the, especially in the era and a and a um <clears throat> a sporting organisation that's set up so teams don't have sustained success or sustained mm. time at the yeah, top. Yeah, has to. You have actually to have turn at the bottom. Yeah. You, you're meant to cycle in and cycle out, aren't you? Yeah, and your time at the top is your time at the top's only meant to be maybe three to five years, and then you got to bottom out and start your way again but they've been <clears> in that top four for for well, the better part of 15 years really. well you know, the, you know the crazy thing is there's every chance that Geelong will how much did you lose the prelim by last year last year mm. well, yeah it was 10 goals or something like that yeah. well, well I thought it was a bit more than that I'm, I'm only asking for a reason because it's what it I was. think by the I think they kicked a few at the end and it yeah been. so what was the original what was the original difference uh, we'd have to. I'd have to go back and check. But I think yeah, Woody's checking. Are you checking, Woody? What, yeah, I'm on it now. What, what was the difference? Just give me a minute. Give me a couple of minutes. So, what are you talking about? The prelim. The prelim they lost to um, Melbourne. They lost comfortably, didn't they? And it was by was it up around 60, 70 points? Uh, 83. 83. All right. Here's 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 my my feeling. My feeling is. Geelong, if they play Melbourne, could easily have a 100-point turnaround and win the flag the way the season's been this year. 
I'm just focusing on the next game. Yeah, well, that's fine. Oh. You, you can focus on the next game. But Great not, cliche. It's not our job to focus on the next game because we don't have a vested interest. Um, I Yeah, I could easily see Geelong turning that around by 100 points and winning by you know three or four goals even. Geelong favourites, <clears throat> do we think? I think they should be. I think they, they should Based be. Based on the season, they, they should they be. They should be. <clears throat> They've been up I longer. Think, yeah. I think Jeremy is going to have a he's going to have a happy year. I think Geelong are going to. I reckon they're going to bring it home. To be honest, uh, I think they're, let, they're very good. It's not look. It's oh, not well, a given. Yeah. Nothing's yeah. a given in the final. A lot happen every four weeks. Yeah, but they're they're in the box seat, aren't they? Yes, they're, they're Cameron, picking at the right time. They're picking at the right time. You've lost Jeremy Cameron, haven't you? Isn't he injured? Yep. Yeah, he had a hamstring complaint. But he, I mean, he was he didn't, he didn't get it iced, and he went and played golf the next day. Yeah. <laughs> but, but See, the here's other... the thing, though. Like he's got, he, they've got the week. You got the week off after. Week off's going to help you. Week off helps. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the week off is ridiculous, though, isn't it? Oh, look, I I reckon it's each. It's yeah. There's fours and against. That you know, uh, it's a hard one. I think they're going to get rid of it anyway, so it doesn't really matter what we think. I'm I think it actually. It. I think it's it's detrimental, and it actually hinders the top four side, the two top four sides that win week one of the finals. Well, because then they they only end up they you go into a grand final playing something like two <clears> games <throat> over five weeks. Yeah, but um, I, I guess too we wouldn't be talking about um the Bulldogs winning 2016 if it wasn't for a week off before the finals. So, and that's what I mean. They did it from they did it from seventh though, so it actually hinders the top four sides, which you should actually be rewarding. Yeah, but I must say I I did enjoy watching Pickin throughout that final season uh, series. He was awesome. Shame that he has trouble with concussion. Anyway, that's enough about Clarkson. I'm over him. Um, something that's come up. Um, in last night's game Because this is actually Saturday the 20th That we're recording And it was on Friday the 19th That um, there's a few words had On a football field And I don't want to talk about That incident per se But um, just the lads' thoughts On sledging in general And um, yeah. what the thoughts are It's it's fine <clears throat> It just you, I, don't, I just think you can't you can't take it. You can't take it. You know, extremely far. I think it's fine. I think it's all in the passion and fun <clears throat> of any sport. But I just think if you if you step that line, you know, when it comes to you know family or race or anything like that, if you step the line, I think it's it's too far. That, yeah, that's think, all. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you know. We'd, <clears throat> um, I'll preface this by saying that today's society is oversensitive anyway, but. Um, <clears throat> I think you stay away from race, <coughs> religion, <coughs> um, sexuality, yeah. those, and, those couple of things. Yeah. But and keep, think, and keep, keep, mums, keep, keep mums out of when people are roasting each other kind of thing. Yeah, yeah I think that's what mums, yeah. <laughs> you'd leave families out of it. Keep it, yeah, exactly. keep it, all, keep it all just personal between me and you. Right? Say yeah. whatever you want about me. I'll say whatever I want about you or your game or anything like that. That's fine, but once you start involving third parties and other things, I think that's probably when you've crossed the line. But at the same time, um, this is big business, um, and you've got to expect that when you're playing that close to the line, um, more often than not, someone's going to overstep it at some point, um, and you probably can't take it all too personally. You know what I really caught my eye? The only thing I'll say on the actual night was the player from um, the team that received the so alleged sledge. Petty, um, is it? Is that his name? Harrison Petty? Is no, no, I'm, talk Petty? Yeah, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking yeah. about when yeah. his teammates came up to the... Oh, uh, uh, May. Okay, May. Yeah, yeah, May, yeah. know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, May you stay out of it because you're not exactly... Um, you know, a um, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for with your own indiscretions in life, mate? He's not like, a clean. He's not a clean. Punching on with the team, mate. Yeah, yeah you know, like <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe you were probably not the right guy to go over and say something <laughs> to him. You know, I, I don't think it's a good advert for the game that we've got a, a a guy that's let's be honest, screwed up at a couple of clubs in in quite reasonable ways off the 
you know, I don't know where Campbell Brown belted him. Whether that was on holidays, wasn't it? But you know, obviously, let's, let's, you've got your own problems, mate. I don't think you're the guy to go over and judge. Is my point? Let's. That's right. You've got to. You've got to realise that maybe <clears throat> some mud stuck to you somewhere previously, and just if you're gonna. If you're going to pick a topic to interject yourself in, maybe pick the right one. Yeah, maybe you're better off to have an opinion on the UFC, but certainly let's hope. Let's hope, though. Let's hope that sledging um, is always a part of any competitive sport. Well, my view on sledging, and I've played a few sports where I might have... Well, I was a wicketkeeper, and then I'll say any more. But um, the rules are basic, really. You always, if you're going to sledge, you sledge on the person's skill and ability. You don't even sledge on the way they look. You know. Oh, I think that's okay still, though. Now, personally, I, I think that's the line. To me, you always you you got to, and it's got to be, it's got to be a very. It's got to be witty. It's got to be yes, witty too. It's got to it? be. It's got to be like, witty and about their ability. A, and 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 on that. My favourite sledge of all time, and, you know, you have some where, you know, they throw in expletives or, you know, mm. go past the PG rating and whatever. I can't remember the bloke's name, um, but it was in about 2002, 2003 <clears throat> in Ashes series. Um, <clears throat> I think it was – yeah, I can't remember who – who this guy only ever played two or three tests for England, right? Mm. He's walking out to bat and he walks past Mark Waugh. And Mark War turns to him and goes, and who the fuck are you? Are you even good enough to play for England? And he <clears> goes, maybe I am, maybe I'm not, but at least I'm the best player in my family. Yep. That's, that is high-quality sledging. Yeah, and, and there's been a couple of good ones from Warney when he was playing as well. We've, we've just had the 10-minute warning, just letting everyone know. Um, um, rest his soul. But I must say, I remember watching the old... Um, and this is what I would say would have been a witty, if it's based on fact from back when it happened, this would have been witty. Watching the old Bodyline series that was made um, by um, Crawford's, you know, the miniseries. And the Yobbo and the crowd yells out the Jardine when he's swishing flies. Leave out flies alone, Jardine. You know, you know, like it's sharp witted shit like that. That's a good sledge. You know what it, I mean? That's right. It's got. It's got mm. to be. It's got to be a little bit witty, doesn't it? I think. No. How about how about when Luke Parker called Mason Cox a baby giraffe? See, I, I think that's fine. <laughs> Cox found it funny. <laughs> he, he found it hilarious. Yeah, He's look, actually. <laughs> you know what? Mason Cox actually has a very <clears throat> strong Twitter game. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. He's got his own podcast, by the way. I think it's quite entertaining to listen to. Yeah. Uh, I like Mason Cox, just maybe not on the field as much as off the But yeah, anyway, I won't go That's into right. that you, again. You, you, heard it, you, you heard it here first. Josh likes big cocks. <laughs> we, are a G-rated, really. we are a G-rated podcast. Between you and Worf, you will be both in the sin bin next episode. Right. I, I don't see what I don't. He's a big fan of Mason Cox. He's a big fella. I, I don't know what you mean, Tim. Uh, anyways, um, we do apologise, listeners, for that one. <laughs> so the big question, um, I suppose, do Carlton stumble and the Bulldogs jump them? Uh, I have no confidence. <coughs> um, it's going to be a cracker. Uh, it's going to be a cracker uh, of a game. Uh, 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 Collingwood missing a couple? Yeah, so, uh, so is Carlton. <laughs> yeah, no no Chera. Um, but th- this is the thing that doesn't fill me with confidence. The equa- people saying, "Oh, the equa- equation's simple for Carlton: win and you're in." Well, that's been the equation for three weeks. It's been the equation. And for, one of those. It's been the equation for twenty-three fucking rounds. But, no, no, no. In terms of win one more game and you're in, that's been the equation. Oh, I'm just saying for that for every weeks. team. It's been win and you'll make finals. Win each week, you know. Yeah, no, no, but but Carl- <clears throat> that one more win has been the same equation four games in a row now mm. um, and failed at the last three times and one of them was against Adelaide. Mm. Um, and then the the way the game was lost last week as well, it's not going to fill too many players with confidence if it yeah. goes down to the wire as uh, well, is it? Uh, and if I was Carlton, I would have been a lot happier if Collingwood had a one last week than they've lost, dropped the game after such a big streak they're probably going to be more determined to get back on track. Which and could... you know the the most <clears throat> disappointing thing for me is even by the time Carlton run out onto the ground, 
um, if Hawthorne managed to upset the Bulldogs, we'll be in anyway, mm. which um, I, I don't know that. And then, you know, let's assume Carlton lose after that as well. It, it's it's not good good feeling making the finals on the back of four losses in a row. Yeah, um, your theory is right. You will know probably you should know pretty close how it's going to play out. But if it's, an old, if it's an abiding game, you might still start your game not knowing. Well, let's say uh, Carlton do get over Collingwood and more than likely that they, they play each other again the fortnight after. Do you think that game should be on a Saturday afternoon? Um, I think actually with the way results have gone today, it's very unlikely that Carlton play Collingwood um, in the first week of the finals. I think that relies on Bulldogs actually winning. Uh, so yeah, Carlton just scraping in. So Carlton would have to lose, yeah. which means the um, dogs would have to either lose or win by a very small but, margin as well. But are you are you a big? I think that's a Saturday afternoon game. That's a Saturday Arvo game, surely. If it's Collingwood Carlton again in a final, you think that's a Saturday afternoon game, wouldn't you? Well, I think you know. Or does it get the yeah, prime I think time? It has to be. Or does it get the prime time slot of Friday night? I think you go Saturday Arvo for that. It's got that Saturday after Arvo feel about it, that game, I reckon. But the pinnacle. If you're a traditionalist, but the the hmm. pinnacle of. Television is seven will be wanting Collingwood Carlton Friday night. Oh, absolutely, they would, and with good <clears> reason. But I think from a, a traditional and a purist point of view, you'd want it Saturday, are they? But let, yeah, that's right. But let's be brutally honest. Since when have the AFL cared about purists? And, and let's be honest, if it's not if it's not Collingwood and um, Carlton, it could be Collingwood and Richmond, which is much the same, isn't it? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Well, we've got about four minutes left. Um, is there anything else that anyone else would well, like to put out? We in still the need time. We still need time to thank Josh Watson and Zaggy too. Yeah. Well, we've got plenty of time to do that, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna drag that out for four minutes. So I'm just wondering if there's any thoughts of anything jumping up at you in the sports mecca that you might want to put out to the listeners before we. Uh, uh, sh- uh, shout out, shout out to the city of Brisbane last night who copped the pasting on all angles. <clears throat> Oh, Storm Storm versus Broncos and Lions versus Demons. Wow, not a good night to be no, a Brisbane. No offence. No offence. That's another reason you used to are in the uh, sin bin. We are not a Melbourne Storm podcast at all. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but massive shout-out. Massive shout-out, you know, as a calling a fan for Craig McRae <coughs> because I think he's done a phenomenal job. I cannot be more happy of what he's done. So, if we yeah, had people had Collingwood safe. before the yeah. season started, he'd be in the run. Making finals, yeah, he'd be, in the, he'd be in the run for coach of the year for sure. Has to be. That's actually what I was talking about before, though. Like most people would have had, and I was, myself was one of them. Have Collingwood mm. in the bottom four <laughs> for this year. Um, this season is a success for Collingwood. And this is the thing: you don't, you don't have to necessarily measure success by premierships yeah. and silver. Well, 17th, this season, yeah, well, 17th last season. <laughs> this season is a massive success <laughs> for Collingwood. And also, yeah. it, th- there's a very real possibility. I don't think it will happen, though. Um, it probably should. That um, Nick Dacos and Josh Dacos should probably both be <laughs> All-Australian. Yeah, but, but it's just but we the only shot is over the top for me. Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But I Over think the they top. could both be all Australian, but we know he's Josh every, Dacos he, won't get a... He's every chance Josh Dacos. Of, I was going to say, he's every chance <laughs> of polling the most ever votes for a first-year player, though, on the brown line. Oh, a very good chance, I think. But let's be honest, Josh Dacos <laughs> has probably been one of the top two wingmen in the league this year. Not talked and, about enough, to be honest. And he won't get a all-Australian gig on the win because that'll be reserved for an inside midfielder, no doubt. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But he's not talked about enough, in my opinion. No, he's uh, a yeah. Look, look the yeah. way the way the AFL picked their All Australian team, he might get a forward flank or a forward pocket. Well, he could. You don't know yet. Yeah. Anyway, um, we've, we've only got a actually, couple. Of Cameron, one word: Cameron or Stengel in the forward pocket. Stengel. Stengel. Don't care. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, have we all got one one Smokey for the All Australian team? Stengels are probably a good shout. I reckon, mm-hmm. all right, sorry, I'm going to be biased. I reckon Cal Wilkie should be in the mix for a back um, position. Deco- Deconing. 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 
Sorry? De Koning. Oh, yeah, I think there's a few ahead of him. I think he's been very, very good, but I think there's a f- probably three I, ahead I of him. I think a few of those guys you put ahead of him are playing in better teams, which makes it a little bit easier job than what Cal Wilkie has. But anyway. Yeah, maybe maybe they're the reason why they're better teams. Not necessarily, Jeremy. <laughs> You've got to kick goals to win football. <laughs> right, <don't> you? <laughs> you dickhead. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, you, you leave little cow line. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't have called him a dickhead. You person with low IQ. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we've got about a minute left, so it's time to say hooroo. Um, just before we go, Josh, which is also the guy we call Josh Watson every other bloody episode, is going to do the editing. He's going to utilise the velvet tones of Ziggy. Two. Zaggy. Zaggy, two. Ziggy, Zaggy. <laughs> Zaggy, two. And Woody. Who's the best football team in the world? Uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Thank you. Huru, everyone. Catch you later. Yeah.